Welcome everyone to the Retail Corner Podcast from Proxima 360. The purpose of our podcast is to bring a relaxed and educational environment to discuss the current retail landscape, best of breed products, and retail business best practices. You will always find us talking with business users, technical resources, and retail experts on how they are and where they are headed. Welcome to the Retail Corner Podcast. I have Kate Akintel here, the CEO of GDR. GDR is kind of a futurist uh, company that, that does some some, uh, some consulting with uh, their specialization in retail. Good morning, Kate. Good morning. I guess it's evening for you. I apologize. <laughs> That's all right. Delighted to be here. Indeed. Indeed. So, um, just for those who, uh, who haven't been to NRF and, and uh, haven't dealt with GDR very much, can give a little bit of introduction, a little bit of like professional background, a little bit how how GDR fits into the retail puzzle. Sure. Well, Cole, I've been around for hmm, longer than I care to mention, over twenty five years <laughs> at GDR <laughs> in the one job. Um, but it is an interesting, and I think. Uh, unusual boutique little company, small, independent, um, doing our own thing for a long time, pretty much always in retail, um, consulting always, big clients, you know, the likes of, you know, the Tesco's and the LVMH's and the P&G's, you know, never any clients that weren't of that size. And essentially they want us to help them navigate the world of the, you know, retail, where it's going, what's happening with retail tech, how is the consumer changing, how can their services adapt, what's happening with the next generation, you know, what should the store of the future be, what's it for, how should it interact between digital and physical, Um, you know, how should people kind of be developing their e-commerce. We don't really do the back end, so we're not so much the kind of logistics and the nitty-gritty of how you fit everything together. Other people do that much better than us, uh, and that's very technical. We are more about that kind of innovation interface between the brand and the consumer. All over the world, totally global, um, small team, but very clever people with multidisciplinary kind of inputs from external experts. We call them the assembly. So that would be historians, sociologists, roboticists, AI specialists, you know, quantum computing people, people who are definitely from outside retail, but have interesting, um, unusual philosophies that we can uh, fold in to our kind of more practical day-to-day analysis and advice for the likes of, you know, Coca-Cola or Sure. <laughs> Waitrose. <laughs> I love that you call it the assembly. That has such gravitas to it. That's uh, perfect. Well, they do. They're a very exalted bunch. I mean, we don't pay them. Uh, these are not the sort of people that would be motivated by being paid a small amount for, a, for an advisory session. They do it because I guess they like and respect what we do. We like and respect them. You know, it's, it's a, a what comes around goes around kind of system. Okay, that makes sense. So, so like like I said earlier, you you spent some time on the stage at the big show for NRF and uh, in New York, and with with you talking about quantum computing and and the uh, the assembly and everything else like that, it, your uh, your speech 
title kind of starts making a little bit more sense because your speech title was, I want to make make sure I get this right. Modern retail is rocket science, uh, how to deal with the uh, complexities of all that. And so, yeah, as, as we're kind of approaching more needing more and more quantum computing experts and needing more and more uh, help from the assembly when it comes to the universe, how did you address that within uh, within NRF? How did you how did you bring that to the bigger audience? Well, I think the reason that the NRF like um, a GDR kind of trend keynote every year, and we've been doing it now for nine years, is I think they like the wide perspective um, and the international perspective. So not just what's happening in US or perhaps Brazilian, because it's a big Brazilian and US contingent uh, right. and NRF. They want global what's happening, you know, China and Europe and all the rest of it. So we do come at it from that big picture perspective where we're actually looking at the kind of big economic issues as well as um, the consumer trends and how those two things sort of intersect. And then we try to, you know, start with that wide funnel and narrow it down to, and here are some examples from retailers who have not necessarily spent a fortune. You know, some of them might be quite mom and pop um, in countries which are not first world countries, for example, um, but they have adapted to a particular trend or one of the you know big trends we're talking about and they are solving the problem in this mm. way which is successful that people can go home the very next day hopefully have three or four things that they've picked up which might be a general direction or it might be a specific thing that they've actually looked up and you know purchased, partnered with, or decided to change direction because of that. So I think we like to be both big directional picture with some hard truths. And I think that's not always encouraged, to be honest, by large conferences. They generally want you to and and sort of say, hey, we're going to make loads more money and everything's going to be bigger and better forever and we're all going to get richer um, until the end of time. And (laughs) that's 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 every time I go to NRF, that's what I walk away with. Yeah, that's I mean. You know, we want to be optimist, uh, optimistic with regard to retail. We are tech optimists by nature. But the reality is, and we do come from, you know, Europe, which is <laughs> tends to be a little bit more, how should we say, miserable. <laughs> <laughs> miserable. That is not what I expected you to say. <laughs> downbeat and realistic than, than our American friends. We're just so amazingly optimistic and positive. That's why we love them. Um, we take such inspiration from them. But I think sometimes we do need to look at the hard facts and think, look, we can't stick our head in the ground about this, you know, climate yeah. issue and the need for more circularity. And here are the brands that we think are really addressing that. And here's also what's happening in Northern Europe, where which is in terms of legislative um, approach of probably a few years ahead of many other countries, including North America. So, sure. you know, it's coming Uh and perhaps in France, it's already a legal requirement. You have to do certain things. But effectively, I think that will come everywhere. So we we try to give that kind of direction of travel and then perhaps the slightly outlier example, which is nonetheless real and 
you know, as far as we can tell, because everything we cover is relatively new, certainly within the last year, if not the last few months, but is seeming to be successful, be right. popular, getting lots of coverage, seems to fit the trend. I mean, not everything we talk about, of course, works out. Um, but I do think we tend to get the direction of the trends right pretty much all the time um, from individuals. So that's a good thing to say. That's a, that's a nice <laughs> thing to say right there. And so, yeah, I'm, I'm a project manager with a company called Proxima 360. And yeah, so I talk with several different retailers and sustainability, like you talked about, is huge within a lot of my conversations. And and it's it's not only because the companies are wanting to move the right direction, but it's they see the the consumers moving the right direction. They 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 see that that influences a lot of consumers. And are you seeing that as a as a driving force within GDR as well? Like that sustainability? Are you seeing that they're wanting to to meet the consumers there? I guess. Yes, absolutely. It was very interesting for the first. I don't know, 20 years of us being in business, hardly a single client asked about anything to do with sustainability. And we covered it, particularly in things like packaged goods and FMCG, but no one was interested. And then in the last <laughs> five years, um, the consumer really started getting interested, but didn't want to pay anymore. They still don't mm -hmm. want to pay anymore. Yeah. So we're still now, I'd say, covering it, I mean, it's our top question. Uh, every quarter, we come out with a um, global innovation report or a futures report, as we now call it. And there's always at least a third of it is about sustainability. So it's either from the perspective of the retailer. So it might be, you know, Chipotle or Sainsbury's coming up with, you know, carbon uh, neutral stores through right. you know, solar power or offsets or whatever, whatever else it is. Uh, or it's the consumer that's opting for brands which are showing that they're, you know, regenerative in some way or, you know, minimizing their footprint. Or it's just about the big trend, which is, well, essentially, towards buying less, buying better, mm -hmm. circularity, secondhand. Um, I, I noted in the UK, we have this new uh, app called Rent My, and it's like Vinted, but not just for clothes. It's for everything, everything you've got. Like you rent out <laughs> your iPad for £14 a day, or you rent out your canoe for £10 a day, and it's pickup only. So what we saw before for fashion or renting out your parking space or renting out your home with Airbnb, we actually now see with absolutely everything. So I think that's part of the, you know, the, the difficulty that many consumers are having in making ends meet, cost of living crisis and all that, right. um, kind of fits perfectly with that circularity question of, well, how do we turn assets that are sitting around into monetizable assets? Yeah. You know, everywhere and in every possible way. So yes, it's from both oh, wow. consumer and brand, but I think often led by consumer actually. So before we go down the rabbit hole of me trying to figure out what all in my home I could rent, um, uh, I, I want to talk more about consumer trends. Like, what are you guys seeing? What are you uh, other than sustainability? Is there something that's just top of the list when it comes to consumers? Well, the sustainability is the big one, um, but there are always uh, counter trends, of course, um, to whatever's going on. And of course, the AI thing is 
absolutely enormously huge. And I know that everybody knows that, but I'm not sure everyone's really yet fully clocked what's going on. Um, I mean, if you've started to play, for example, with Pi, um, the personal intelligence AI um, chatbot by um, the guys who started up uh, Google DeepMind, um, I mean, that is staggering. I mean, it's staggering because of the the, the quality of the chattiness, the, the conversational nature of that to and fro. And it's designed to be um, your assistant and your kind of mental health coach and friend and all the rest of it. And so I do right. think consumers are adopting. I'm not saying they've hugely adopted Pi yet, but they're certainly getting pretty used to the idea of having a co-pilot. Um, you know, if you're using Expedia and it offers you an, a chat GPT type co-pilot that sort of looks stuff up for you, makes suggestions for what your kind of group would enjoy doing when they're out and about in whatever new city you're going to. People are saying yes to that because it makes a complex world more navigable. And that's part of my whole, the point of my talk yeah. is that not just the world of retail, but the world in general is now too complex for most people to cope with without having some kind of AI co-pilot. Um, but I'm sure everybody's, you know, pretty familiar with the, the sort of pace of that revolution. So uh, I'm sure you don't want to kind of delve too deeply into that. But I, I would say you cannot underestimate the gravity and the speed and the size and the revolutionary nature of these kind of personal um, AIs that will, I think, in the future quite soon navigate retail for us. But then I, you know, coming back to the counter trend to that, I think the counter trend is that consumers have had enough of digital and they want physical, real, sure. authentic experiences. Because I think once the AI thing really starts to take off 2024 onwards, we'll start to see the downsides. You know, there will be some losses of jobs, you know, already sure. coders can code twice as fast if they add in, you know, oh, yeah. other co-pilots. So you probably are eventually not going to need as many of them, let's face it. Um also, there's going to be a huge amount of deep bakery, which is going to be... Which is already happening. Uh, I mean, happening, just yeah. the, 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 la the landmark lawsuits are already happening on that, where it's trying, exactly. we're, we're even trying to... The law is trying to catch up as usual. And, and so, I think so, yeah, what, it's... What can you do when you don't know if something's real? Well, you know it's real if you're physically in an environment that's being provided at great cost, probably, um, by real people, <laughs> and you're doing real I'm stuff. I'm 90% sure world. at that point. So, yeah. <laughs> so I think that brands that want to maintain, um, you know, their authentic connection to their consumer base will double down on that physical experience. and But making it, obviously, you know, we've been saying for years, it won't just be transactional. That's dead and gone, I'm afraid. Um, but it'll be that sort of deeply experiential, um, integrated physical digital experience that will be, you know, delivering emotional amplitude that people will remember. And it will then, you know, make them feel positively towards that brand for a long time. That makes sense. That makes sense. So you talked about Pi a little bit being a digital assistant. You talked about uh, uh, people needing a little bit of guidance. And so one of my uh, beliefs in life is, is in mentorship. 
And so uh, is there is there any sort of uh, is there a story behind you with when it comes to mentorship? Is there a, uh, any thoughts on that? I think if you're starting out in your career <clears throat> and you might, for example, think you'd end up running a business or employing people, I think the best I would advice I would give people is just sponge up everything because every single person you ever meet pretty much teaches you something not always a positive thing <laughs> might teach you how not to behave just you yeah. know sponge it up be humble learn from everyone and then you know obviously try to hang out with people who know more than you do and who are wiser than you and absorb from them. And I've just been lucky uh, along the way. I, I've not had a particular kind of formal mentor. I've had lovely friends who were further ahead than me in yeah. a similar sort of industry or a similar running a small business or running a consultancy. And, and I just thought, cool, you know a lot more than I do. I'll just wrap <laughs> up with you and uh, hopefully you'll become my friend. <laughs> what, what are friends for? Yeah, perfect. <laughs> and then, you know, you do become their friends. And then over the years, you just absorb uh, good stuff. So I think be, be judicious as to who you try to hang out with try to marry someone wise. <laughs> that is good advice. Just having a, that sounding board. Um, and I think it doesn't have to be formal. Doesn't have, you don't have to be highly educated. You just need to listen, listen to people and absorb what's, what's being said that is useful to you. And it all mounts up. <laughs> <laughs> Kate, I think that's perfect. I think, I think that I don't think that we need anything else within uh, the, the thought process of that or anything else. Um, Kate, thank you for being on, on this is, I think that's the perfect advice to give. And so just, just soak it all up and, and make sure that you're surrounding yourself with people that are, uh, that are improving you. And so I think that's, that's amazing. Um, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Is a, uh, we're going to have all your links below. We're going to have GDR's link below to anybody's curious about your website or curious about your services. And uh, is there anything else, any qu other questions you want to have? No, I think, I think that's it. Thank you very much. That was easy and fun. Yeah. Yeah. We're, we're reaching our, 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 target time here so i just want to make sure that you're taken care of and yeah, yeah, no, thank you again thank you thanks cole have a good day bye if you would like to be featured on our podcast please email us at podcast at retailcorner.live or visit our website retailcorner.live looking forward to having you as our guest on our podcast and thank you so much for listening